Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. I'm Parker, and that's Brendan. Uh, if you like what we're putting out, feel free to like, subscribe, uh, follow us along on the various social media channels. Brendan has been so kind to put down below somewhere there. Um, yeah, I think today we want to talk about uh, art and problematic people, uh, specifically problematic artists and their impact on their art. Uh, and how okay we are with that. Um, and let me just say, as a sort of disclaimer to start us all off here, um, we aren't experts on the topic. Um, we don't have any special training or any special knowledge uh, in this more than anyone else. Really, it's just us trying to work through how we feel uh, about problematic people and how we feel about um, uh, consuming the art that they create uh, or whether or not we consume the art they create. So, um, yeah, don't, don't take this as gospel or, or uh, no, expert just, advice. You know, there's two dudes who are trying to work their way through trying to figure out how to enjoy the stuff they still enjoy yeah. by people that they shouldn't enjoy. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or if we should still continue to enjoy. Um, yeah, so I actually launched just sort of straight into it. Like, given that it's a bit of a heavier topic, I don't think there's really a way we can transition in this friendly, no. in a nice way here. Um, so it, I think this, this really comes down to is in, in an age where um, – people are being held responsible for their actions far more than they used to be, um, which is good. Yeah. Um, we're at a point where it becomes problematic to enjoy some of those things um, uh, or to enjoy the things they create. Uh, like the, the most probably obvious and, and most public uh, of, of those people was Weinstein. Um, and we can talk a little bit about him later, but just to use him as a bit of an example of... Um, how okay is it that we know that he abused women yeah. and was did for years and to lots and lots and lots and lots of people um, and you know basically traded their careers for sexual favors and how okay are we with still consuming the stuff that he created or that he helped to create? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah uh, it's the Kevin Spacey argument. It's the um, and and there has been a whole bunch of people that have been hit by elements of this. You know, um, Aziz Ansari had had some Me Too problems. Um, uh, ben Affleck, ben Affleck um, yeah. Mel Gibson, you had his famous rant. Um, uh, Christian Bale had a rant on a set once. <laughs> yeah. uh, it wasn't like racist, but it was. Um, abusive, abusive, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll dig into a few of those uh, a little bit later on. But um, quick general thoughts, Brennan. Where where are you at on this? Uh, I have been, I I mean we talk about this probably it feels like at least twice a week. Sure, yeah, personally, and that's something I've struggled with for years now, years and years and years now. Uh, so. And I still don't. I don't have an answer. Yeah. I don't have a. I don't have a clear cut thing. Every like, my gut reaction is just like, if it's a bad person, it's problematic. Sure. Totally. That's that's unfair. I maybe I don't like I say like it's it's, it's complicated. So, uh, because if it comes down to if it's a if it's a bad person, then I what am I really cutting out? 
just about everything, maybe. <laughs> you know, if you, oh, take, sure. if you take rumors, innuendo, and stories that you hear. Yeah. You know, I like Christian Bale a lot. Yeah. But if he's abusive on set, do I still like Christian Bale? Even well, if it's just the one time and he apologized for it and I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> is that does that change things, right? Yeah. Like, the fact that it, it maybe just happened one time. Like, I have done some shitty things when yeah. I've been hungry. And, like, <laughs> typically, I'm not being recorded doing those shitty <laughs> yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, my wife will attest, you will probably attest, that I have <laughs> uh, been a dick before. Yeah. When it wasn't deserved. And, sure. you know, like, that happens. People, that that's normal. Yeah. Is that enough for this person to no longer work? Probably yeah. not. Like, I think that feels like a lot for one thing. But is it just one thing? Yeah. Is that just the one that got recorded? Yeah. Right? And then, you know, you, you hear stories, not stories, but, like, there are people who are like, well, I don't like that actor because he's a bit of a dick. Is that, and is that the same thing? I don't know. Why, like... Absolutely. And like, I, I look at Jared Leto, for instance, um, uh, and and I hear he's a huge douche and he sort of seems like a huge douche. <laughs> yeah. um, but I have enjoyed things he's done as an actor. Yeah. Uh, and I think that like his job is to be a different person. So I'm okay with him doing a different character. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to be okay with what he does in real life. You know what a great example of that too is Kanye West. Um, oh boy. <laughs> uh, incredible music. Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe not so recently, but like sure. there was, there I'd was... say, fifteen years worth of absolute bangers. Yeah, big fan. Um, guy has always been kind of wackadoo, insane. Outside of that, now sure. granted, I think more recently there's been a discussion about actual mental health issues. Yeah. Previous to that, um, I, like I, I don't know if in 2005 it was the same sort of mental health. No, um, I don't stuff. know. Not from. The impression I always got was that he he was basically being a character. It was building a brand, yes. you know? So um, does that mean I can't enjoy his music? My get my gut has always been, it's fine. You yeah. know, like 2005 Kanye is just him being kind of crazy and getting his name out there. And, yeah, yeah. you know, like, that's what it takes. That's yeah. what it takes. Yeah. So, you you know, you wonder if the discussion is where, where are you comfortable drawing the line of, of totally. being a bad person to, or just being in a bad mood to being horrible person yeah yeah and and that's a really really tough discussion because it it, you know again another one i really enjoy is russell crowe oh sure he's built an entire career of of having really a really a bad reputation on set sure Uh, but he seems to have mellowed out like i don't know he's never really apologized for it (laughs) so you know uh but i am i okay with it you know he is has he done has he wronged has he ruined somebody's life I, I don't know. I don't know. Not that I know I of. I don't know. Right? So that's that's where I struggle. It, well, and I think the, the question of am I okay with it? No. Like, I'm not okay with him mistreating people. Sure. Is that enough? Or, like, is, is the rumor of, a, of, of mistreatment or him being a dick enough for me to not see a movie with him in it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What was that one where he was just a road rage incident? I didn't watch that movie, <laughs> but like I heard pretty funny things. It's just fat Russell Crowe yeah. being mad at some lady who like cut him off or something, and then like they made a movie yes. out of it. Yeah, it was I was one of the first pandemic films, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm fairly convinced that he didn't even know he was acting. <laughs> you know, it just happened. I said he mellowed out. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. See, well, that's what I mean, right? Like I, I'm all like you know, I that's a joke, but I. I'm picking and choosing whom I'm defending. 
Oh, absolutely. You and, know? And, and I think you have to, you know, like, yeah. um, uh, there is always going to be shades of gray here. Yeah. Um, and, and there is going to be some people that, uh, and I think as, as we'll discuss, partially it comes down to, for me anyway, is it provable? Do we have evidence of that fact sure. or is this rumor? Yeah. Because plenty of people's lives have been ruined by rumor as well. Yeah. You know, um, I am more inclined to, um, believe the victim. Yeah, you know, um, because that's much harder coming forward, especially when you're talking about an actor or a director or like someone with power in the film industry. Sure. Um, uh, but but there is situations where people have, you know, manipulated things. So I I take some things with a bit of a grain of salt if there's no evidence of the fact. Um, I think the thing is, too, uh, is what are we talking about? Um, you know, I seem to remember the Aziz Ansari thing was a uh, like a bad Tinder date? It was a bad date. Um, and, you know, like, frankly, I don't know all the facts, but, um, it, like, a bad date is significantly different than Weinstein's history of abuse. Yeah. You know? So, like, those need to be judged differently, and they shouldn't be treated the same. Yeah. So, I, I think it comes down to his evidence. It comes down to, uh, state, like, literal what happened. Like, what, what are they accused of? Yeah. Um... Uh, it's got to come down to, and like when it comes to the decision if I'm going to watch that movie, it comes down to their level of involvement, I think, or yeah. it should. Anyway, and and more even more tricky, uh, more difficult history. Oh yeah, absolutely right, absolutely because sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not, and how do you how do you judge that stuff? Yeah, I, it's it's a disaster. You know, like Mark Wahlberg is a great example of some of that too. He yeah. famously, I think it was in the nineties. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, pre-Funky Bunch days. I oh yeah, yeah. Um, he he, there was a hate crime incident where he beat a, a Vietnamese man, a Vietnamese I believe. Man, no. Um, and at one point, it was believed it was believed for like twenty years that he had blinded the man. Yeah. Um, and then fairly recently, I think it was like twenty fifteen or so. The guy came forward and said, "Oh no, I was blind before," yeah. <laughs> uh, which was unbelievable, frankly. Um, uh, but uh, Marky Mark has come forward since and uh, talked about how, um, and like fairly recently, or not recently, sorry, very quickly, fairly quickly after that incident, yeah, um, and has uh, apologized and has worked to get people out of situations like that because yes. I believe it was some sort of. Oh, well, it was an actually gang, but like he was fell in with the bad crowd, essentially. Sure, yeah, I mean he grew up on the wrong side of Boston. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. So he, um, uh, you know, learned the wrong lessons. Yeah, and uh, and and I'm inclined to forgive a person like that. You know, that is actively. And he went to jail. Um, <laughs> a great point. He literally paid the price. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was literally punished. For yeah, his it's crime. the it's the Mike Tyson thing, right? Like I get it. I get that he physically assaulted a lady, yep. but he went to prison for it. Yep. Right? And he hasn't done anything since, as that far as we know. Yeah, 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 totally. All right? So can we hold it against him a little? Sure. I, I think so. I yeah, think. you can. And I think you should. That's the history. Yeah, absolutely. Part. But then you also look, he went to prison. He lost everything. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to watch Mike Tyson Mysteries. <laughs> that's incredible. And that's it. You know, right? like... He paid his dues, man. Yeah. I can't fault him for being... You know, like for trying to make a career again. Yeah. You know, like yeah, especially with a lisp like that. Man, <laughs> it's not the deck stacked against. Anyway, let's let's dig into some specific examples. Oh boy. Um, 
So the first one I wanted to just touch on was was Weinstein. Um, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Harvey, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, not Bob. Now, granted, I think Bob still has his brother. Has um, oh, he has to be involved? Oh, he knew. Yeah, there, there was definitely there. There's. Um, I read the um, Ronan Farrow's book. Yeah. Uh, Catch and Kill is what it's called, yeah. and it's all about Ronan. Um, investigating the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, it's a really, really good book. Huge recommend. Um, you know, hit me up with some royalties, Ronan Farrow. Um, we can put an Amazon link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, great book. Um, but it talked about how uh, there was internal memos uh, for various executives at the Weinstein company talking about how they need to rein Harvey in. And, and they, like, they knew it was a problem. Um, there's a great video. There's a quick clip from a, a red carpet on in, like, 2003 with Courtney Love um, where some random reporter asked her, um, what's some advice you have for someone that's trying to get to Hollywood, I think yeah. is what it was. And and she sort of looks around and goes, I'm going to get libeled if I say it. And then, go, like, sort of shrugs and says, if Harvey Weinstein invites you to a party at the Four Seasons Hotel, don't go, and then walks off. <laughs> Um, you know, there's a Family Guy sketch about it, and again, uh, in the 2000s, like before 2010, for sure. Yeah. Um, where they uh, they talk about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Um, and oh, and actually, Seth MacFarlane, when he hosted the Oscars, says, um, uh, talked to, talking about the women that got nominated for for Best Actress. He says, now you no longer have to find Harvey Weinstein attractive, oh. or you could you could stop pretending to find Harvey <laughs> Weinstein attractive. Jesus. Um. So, so then everybody knows. Everyone knew. Everyone yeah, knew. Everybody, but, everybody in the room knows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like it, it, it's Hollywood's worst kept secret for years and years and years until finally someone decided enough is enough, right? Um, and uh, and came forward. There was a number of women initially. I think one of the first ones was uh, Asia Argento, um, but another one, oh, I can't remember her name. Um, but either way, we ended up having. Um, I think there was something like 25 or 30 women that publicly said he did that. He yeah, did yeah, yeah. XYZ to me. Um, and then there was a whole laundry list of others that, yeah. um, didn't want to come forward, wanted to remain anonymous. Um, but like, was you know, it Rose McGowan? Oh, Rose McGowan was the big one. Absolutely. She was, Cause she was, she became like the face of it for a little bit. She did become the face of it. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, so I think the big thing that hits me with Harvey, though, is first of all, um, you know, started a movement. Uh, the thing with him is, it. I can't give him any slack for because there was lots and lots and lots of people. This yeah. wasn't a situation where it was one person and then like it's like he said, she said, yeah. and it's hard to you know make decisions about that and leave it up to the justice system and the justice system doesn't yeah. do anything. Justice system was actively involved. Lots and lots of people. This was physical, you know. Like yeah. he actively hurt people. Um, uh, he and he never denied it either, right? Like, like maybe at the beginning, but uh, like very quickly, it became like a. I believe oh, there's way too many for me to. I believe there was always um, it was consensual. Like I, I think that's what he stuck with. Like so, okay. I, I think he he uh, admitted to the interaction sure <laughs> uh but uh, but always said oh no 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 but this was consensual like she said yes okay. or whatever 
Um, and you know, by the hundredth woman that said this, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she also said yes. It's like Harvey, do you know what yes means? Like, do, you, <laughs> do, do you know what the word is supposed to sound? Um, uh, but I think the big thing with him that sets him apart from someone like Mel Gibson, let's say, um, is the minimal creative involvement thing. So, like, he's a producer. Yeah, he absolutely was essential for those movies to get made. However, he didn't. He doesn't have his fingerprint on it in the same way that you can't look at The Departed without seeing Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Martin Scorsese. Like sure. those, very much. That feels like a Martin Scorsese movie. Um, movies that came out of the Weinstein Company don't feel like Harvey Weinstein. No. You know, like Pulp Fiction doesn't feel like a Harvey Weinstein movie. That's a that's a Tarantino film. Yeah. Um, that Weinstein happened to finance. So. From my side of things, it's a little bit easier for me to go, okay, like, he hasn't poisoned the well there, I don't think. For you. For me. For me. Like, I I look at that, sure, you get the title card at the start of that movie, ugh, this sucks. (laughs) You know, you see the Miramax or the Weinstein Company title card, ugh. But, um, but... Like, I know that he didn't create that argument. Sure. And in the same way, he got shoved out of the Weinstein Company... It's effectively immediately. Yeah. Um, when when the the true avalanche of of allegations came out, um. So he no longer gains financially, and from to me that's a perfect strike. You know, like he's not gaining financially. He doesn't. It doesn't feel like this company it's a, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, he's, he's in prison. Bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So all of those things, I'm like, I don't see a problem with me enjoying Pulp Fiction, uh, because. Like, I, I don't think Harvey Weinstein being a total piece of shit ruins Pulp Fiction for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I I get it. And I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm right there with you. But I, I have moments because, again, I guess as, as people who are interested in that stuff and follow that stuff, I think about um, interviews where I've read with, like, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. I'm like, Goodwill Hunting doesn't get made without Harvey Weinstein. Yep, correct. Quentin Tarantino, you know, being like, uh, my movies don't get made without Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Tarantino uh, effectively doesn't exist without him. Yeah, you know, Kevin Smith, uh, not as big, obviously, but, sure. uh, but you know, uh, and such an impact on me in terms of, you know, that's a different story for a different time, but Kevin Smith having made, made clerks and all that stuff yep. doesn't do that without Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So when that Miramax logo flashes on the screen, I have like a couple seconds of, oh, yeah, that's kind of rough. Yeah, uh, and you know, you mentioned Courtney Love, so and I didn't know that, but I assume she's talking about People versus Larry Flint. So, to the idea of maybe watching that movie that I really enjoy and seeing Courtney Love every time she's on screen now, and being like, "Oh, did that? Like, how? What was the experience of you getting the role to get yeah. there to begin with?" So, I'm always going to have that in the back of my mind. I don't know that it's, and you're right in the sense that you know he didn't write it, he didn't create it. He's just the money guy. Sure. Uh, and I, I feel uh, unfortunate that a lot of those guys who were younger in those days and are looking to catch a break kind of turned a blind eye to it uh, just to get their career started. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I would have a bigger problem if it came out and Matt Damon was just like, yeah, like uh, we didn't, I didn't think Harvey did anything wrong. Yeah. Would be a bigger problem for me. Totally. But, you know, to, to come, I, I don't, I think Matt Damon's a bad example because I think he came out and I don't think he actually 
said thing one one thing one way or the other. But I think Ben Affleck came out and was like, we like we knew we we fucked it up. Yeah, kind of a thing. I don't actually know, so I can't I can't speak yeah. to that to either of their comments. Yeah, I think Kevin Smith did the same thing. I think Tarantino's kind of like tiptoed around it. Yeah, uh, you know, so that kind of stuff bothers me a little bit. I wish totally. they would just. I wish they would take a hard stance on like, no, nah, man, we fucked it up. We we took the payday. We know we knew we should have known better. Yeah, uh, we were young and we wanted to get our career started. Uh, so that's where I would stand on that. Like, I have I I internal I, I I still fight with myself internally. Totally. Yeah. Well, and and I I don't think it's like I think that's a good sign that you do. You know, like I I I think that if if you're able to just roll with this in stride, um. You know, either that means you're way less anxious than I am, yeah. uh, or maybe you're a bad person. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I think I, if, if you're all good with me moving on, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no. um, yeah. It's 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 nice because Harvey is a very clear cut case. Absolutely, you yeah. Know? Like he very noticeably <laughs> is guilty, uh, yeah. and he's a terrible person. Yeah. And I think it's it's fairly easy to still be able to enjoy those things knowing that. Um, you know, he's not the creative involved. Though. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, like in, in some ways, I guess that the industry seems to be improving. Um, yeah. You hope, since you hope times up. Take a look. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, but so to, to switch gears a bit to maybe to a case that's a little less clear cut. Um, I, I want to talk about JK Rowling and this is tough. Um, uh, I'm not a hundred percent like like I, I don't know the whole history with her. Obviously, like, I don't know the whole history of anyone. Um, but but ultimately, what it came down to was um, J.K. while writing one of her uh, Robert Galbraith books, I believe. Um, I believe the, the the book had a trans character, and I believe it was actually the villain was a uh, was transgender. Yeah. Um, she tweeted out a whole bunch of stuff that was really transphobic. Um, and so it kind of decided out of the blue to just, uh, like, alienate a whole group of people. Yeah. Well, I think the original the original stuff was, like, thinly veiled. And then that people had caught on. And mm. then she doubled down right. really hard and just, like, leaned into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was some stuff that was like, maybe there's some warning signs here, but like, and not enough to to say anything, yeah. or or not not to not say anything, but like to act on. Yeah, yeah. you know. And then, uh, yeah, and then she just pressed the big red button, yeah. and like you said, doubled down. Um, so I think what's interesting here is, in comparison, anyway, to Weinstein, she doesn't hurt anyone physically, right? Like she's not physically grabbing people throwing them in her hotel room and saying yeah 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 trans people aren't people you know like um this is all over twitter now that's still obviously very damaging and yes. and she you know she's a role model or was a role model um and then decided that to take her platform and and send this stuff out i think that's the other one of the other big differences is that um weinstein really outside of um you know the more committed moviegoers he wasn't really a big name. No, you, um, weren't, you weren't following Harvey on the Twitters? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I wasn't. Um, but like, you know, I, I don't even know if he was really a household name up until, yeah. um, you know, like I, I, I'm sure lots of people would recognize the Weinstein company, but they wouldn't know who Harvey Weinstein sure. was necessarily. Um, 
And so, but everyone knew who JK was. He's um, the face. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, you know, again, a role model. Like lots yeah. of, of women were looking up to JK Rowling as a... Uh, as an icon. Yeah, know? well, it's the difference, right? The difference is one of them has uh, didn't have a platform and the other one had has the biggest platform. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, basically, I think my one, one of my biggest issues with her and, and the fact that I am 100% behind what has, like sort of the reckoning she's received a little bit, uh, you know, there's been a number of things where I've seen Various Harry Potter related things have distanced themselves. There was that Harry Potter reunion um, uh, just in January here, yeah. and she was not invited on. No. Um, and uh, there's a Harry Potter um, RPG game that's planned to be coming out maybe this year, maybe next year. Um, and and their website basically gives no information about the game. It's pretty sparse. But it does actively mention the fact that JK is not involved. involved. So, yeah. like, they like went out of their way. To oh, put that in there. yeah. <laughs> um, and like, not really a question that a lot of people were asking, I don't think, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, I, but I think the interesting thing with her is, is that she is obviously creatively involved. Yes. Um, and so, in the, the ongoing series of films, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I believe there was planned to be five. Um, the third one is coming out. In April, I think. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so she is. She wrote the thing. She wrote. She she is doing the whole story. And on top of that, she's actively gaining financially from this. Yeah. And I think those two big things, in a situation like this, where she is an aggressor and she's like unrepentant, you know, like she's yeah. doubled down. You got to vote with your wallet here, right? Like, there's no way I'm going to go see this movie uh, or pay any yeah. money at all to see this movie. Maybe if someone has purchased it and they're like, hey, do you want to watch this? It's not as much of a stinker as the last one. I'm out of their house, maybe, sure. Uh, <laughs> but even then, I'm, I find that problematic. Yeah, because that's still somebody you know paying for it. Well, but you know, <laughs> like, not that I have control over that. If yeah. they already bought the movie, it's a little more like, okay, well. But even then... I have a hard time, e- even amongst my friends, feeling like I support her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I and I guess it's it's tougher because you know you're you thinking that you doing that stuff like and it is right. You you spend the money, uh, or you actively help promote that stuff. It just gives her a bigger platform. Yeah, right. Totally. And that's the difference between her and, and the Weinstein thing. Yeah, Harvey was gonna make money hand over fist anyways. Totally. Right, yep. but he's not. He's not. You, it's 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 hard to put one the dots together, whereas you, the dot from you to JK is almost immediate. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dollar immediately goes into her. Bank yeah. Account. So it's such a mental thing. Uh, and I, uh, I'll do a quick thing here because I, I, the dollar thing didn't really click with me until, and we talked about this is Orson Scott Card. Oh okay. Right. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite authors ever. Wrote Ender's Game, and is actively uh, homophobic. It, correct anti uh anti-gay rights um, yeah and he's been part of organizations and all that stuff and uh i knew that if i had put money towards him he would actively be putting money towards those organizations well and i believe uh correct me if i'm wrong but i believe ender's game was written as like the the invading alien force <laughs> is supposed to be the gays i mean he's never outrightly said that and it's obviously very very strange uh there's a 
It's just a disaster. Yeah. Like it, it hurts my heart to even still talk about it. Totally. Think about it. And uh, to this day, I've never watched the movie. Mm. Uh, and that sucked too. Like I like I knew it was coming, and I wanted to watch it. Uh, I've never watched it. And I and even they they even said there's like they they had to come out the studio and was like he's getting zero dollars for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just didn't feel. I still didn't feel right about it. Sure. Uh, you know. And I did. I did some weird things uh, about it. Like I I given up my copies of Ender, uh, of Ender's Game because mm. I just I was like I I just I, I was struggling with it heavily and it was like cause this is the first time it was the first time like a, an art versus artist thing really really had been a problem yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely you know so uh I had given all that stuff up and a couple of years later I was like I I just kind of missed the book it was such a big part of growing up yeah so I bought it at a used bookstore yeah yeah, it's not gonna because because I felt better about it, so it didn't come back to him. So I'd like yeah. in my mind, if I were to go back and buy those Harry Potter books, I would absolutely go back to a used bookstore, and not yeah. a brand new copy. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah, um, I, I I think like while we're comparing J.K. to to Harvey, though, one of the other big differences I haven't touched on is the fact that what Harvey did was illegal, and what J.K. did was not. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, so it's like, obviously she's not, there's no punishment for her in, in the way that there's a punishment for Harvey. You know, he, he was convicted. <laughs> uh, he went to jail. Um, you know, and so the same thing of, um, like we talked about with Mike Tyson, you know, he literally paid his time, he did his, you know, he got a slap on the wrist. Died what? Did he die? No, no, no. Mike Tyson? No. Harvey. <laughs> Oh no! I think Harvey's still living. I thought he died. In my mind, I, I might have been Mandela effect here, but like I thought he died in prison. I think. Okay, well now you're causing me. <laughs> Either way, I, I don't have anything in front of me, so I can't look it up. No, we didn't but, want to go that it, that deep into Harvey Weinstein's life. <laughs> we're gonna look like idiots if he is. Well, one of us is gonna look like an idiot. Either way. Um. So. Uh, Man, I'm totally derailed. Uh, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Oh, but so I think the big thing is though is that if if we're accepting the fact, which I am, and yeah. I believe you are, that J.K. is in the wrong here. Yeah. Um, how does she get punished? Given the fact that what she did wasn't illegal, you know, she's allowed to say that thing, and so like from my point of view, the only way she gets punished. Is by people deciding not to consume her sure. her art. Yeah, but uh, you know, but you're, for every one of us, if that's not going to give her a dollar. Somebody's going to go out there and give her two. And and she's she's for every double down that she's got, she's done. Some of her fans have tripled down, quadrupled down on top. But you think you think the the anti trans group is going to come out and support jk because of this like, i don't think i don't think there's an anti-trans thing but again i think i think words mean something and for especially for uh a woman with such such long-reaching influence and such uh an effect on young people's minds you know what she says carries weight Yep. so even if they're not anti-trans before they might be now. They might start leading that way. Yep. They might start, and they don't. They wouldn't even know it, you know. Oh, totally. They might not even know it, uh, and nobody's going to tell them any better. Yeah. And now it's too late. Yeah. Um, not not that it's too late. It's it's never too late. Sure. You can always be educated, but again, it that's the problem with people with power and influence. Yeah. 
Well, and I think the, so. The intent of the the voting with your wallet thing is is if the second Fantastic Beast movie made I don't know like a zeroed clue, but three hundred million dollars. Sure. And then this next one, because people are upset with her and the comments she's made, and choose to boycott it. This makes a hundred million dollars. Maybe they decided not to continue the series. Yeah. You know, and and I don't need them to not continue the series, but. I do want them to just dis- make a decision to distance themselves from her, which is tough given that it's literally her world. Yeah. And she's been behind the story of these these movies. Yeah. Um and with the Fantastic Beasts in particular, she's literally written those stories, yeah. you know, like it, the the Harry Potter films, she it was just the novels. Yeah. Um and she wasn't as involved from a production side, uh, side of things, but um she's actively involved with the Fantastic yeah. Beast stuff. Um so again, the ideal is is that she gets is the studio realizes that her opinions affect the bottom line, sure, and then make decisions to change that. Yeah, I think the unfortunate part is that it's too late, in the sense that you know all the studios and all the licensees and all the all all those companies can pull out now, and she still has enough money to last. Ten lifetimes. Oh, the, there's yeah. no punishment at this point. Well, the, so the punishment on some level would be deplatforming, and she's always going to have Twitter. She's yeah. always going to have uh, a, a bit of a voice in terms of her website and Pottermore, and you know, like there is a, a level of Harry Potter fan that it doesn't care about the um, the transphobic remarks and are just just going to embrace that world regardless. Sure. Um, so we're she's never going to run out of money. You're right. But she could have less people listening to her. You know, and I, and I think that's, there's a level of that that's worthwhile. You know, this, sure. this, is, a, this is a worthwhile fight to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other notes on JK? Oh, uh, no. I mean, we could do an entire episode on her. Totally. <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't. No, no, no. I don't. <laughs> um, uh, to... Pivot again, um, and I think I, I don't think we could have an episode like this without talking about Tom Cruise, especially considering our first episode. Episode one is about Tom Cruise, <laughs> and how everybody should watch Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, yeah, and then he doesn't get enough love um, because I find the Tom Cruise thing very interesting. First of all, as made very clear in that first episode, I love Tom Cruise. Um, I, I think he's a the great actor. actor. The actor, correct, correct. <laughs> you think he's a great actor? I think yeah. he makes good movies. Um, I I genuinely enjoy basically everything he puts out. Now. Yeah. Um. So if a Tom Cruise movie is coming out, I am stoked. Um. That being said, though, he is a uh, public head, figurehead, even the face. Uh. Yeah. Of the Church of Scientology, which, although maybe not literally a cult is effectively a cult or has cultish tendencies. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that there is, as with most beliefs, um, there is some element of it that is positive, you know, like the, that there can be some sort of positive impact or, or influence. Um, but there's a lot of negative. Uh, Tom Cruise in uh, early 2000s actively criticized psych- uh, psychiatry and antidepressants. Yes. Um, and said that postpartum depression wasn't a thing. Um, and so, like, and, and that's all related to Scientology. Yeah. Um, uh, Katie Holmes, Tom Cruise's ex-wife, 
divorced Tom, partially because uh, in order to protect their daughter Sir, Siri, Suri, 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 Siri's the Siri's the Apple, the yeah, Apple, the Apple AI, okay, <laughs> Suri uh, from the Church of Scientology. Um, so taking steps like that makes it pretty clear to me that, that there's an this is damaging, right? Like sure. that, that it's. However, we don't actually have evidence of Tom doing anything explicitly bad in relation to Scientology. Like, we don't have racist rants with him. No. We don't have, um, we don't even have really a Christian Bale moment of him screaming at someone on set. We do have one. No, where there's a couple. We, he streamed at a couple guys over mass stuff um, while during COVID. Yes. Um, but frankly, I kind of came out on his side on that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I have a little bit of an issue with a Hollywood millionaire yelling at you know people that are earning minimum wage. Um, but, uh, but the the smart part about it is really what it comes down to is that they their whole production could get shut down because one guy or two guys weren't wearing masks. Yeah. Um, and so a couple people deciding not to follow rules could put literally hundreds of people. It'll work. work. Yeah. Um. So, at the end of the day, maybe his method of wasn't great. But like I kind of come out on his side in in that one. We don't really have a lot of these things with with Tom. We have rumors. You know, I heard something, read something online that he uses um, Church of Scientology members to do work around his house. But I don't have any evidence of that. No, and that sounds wackadoodle. But like, totally. it, it, but it's also he is wackadoodle. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I I don't. I don't struggle with Tom Cruise because so much of it feels made up. If that makes any sense, you know, like the like the Scientology stuff doesn't bother me because it if that's what he want if he wants to believe in that weird stuff, then that's fine. It obviously affected his marriage, and that's going to happen sometimes. Sure, totally, right? Uh, but short of him physically harming the daughter or Katie. Or yep. anything like that. Like, that's just a marriage that fell apart because your husband's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, I tend to be um, more along the lines of if you're not hurting anyone, what's the problem? Yeah. But, like, you know, again, the COVID stuff, there's yeah. arguments that, like, you know, <laughs> um, people's actions during that actively did hurt people. Or, sorry, I guess what it really comes down to, ignore the COVID stuff. What it really comes down to is if you truly aren't hurting anyone, what's the problem? Yeah. You know? That, yeah, then you're you're just an asshole. Yep. Yeah. And like any if you want to be an asshole, <laughs> fine. Like go nuts, yeah. man. Um but like I I agree with some element of that. I think that the the problem and where we might look a little ridiculous later on is is when information comes out, right? Like yeah. when there is evidence of true wrongdoing. This could age poorly, but but I, I think the 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 thing with Tom Cruise is again I don't have evidence. I don't have a specific reason to stop. Yeah, going to see his movies. I think I think the reason he comes up is because we touched on in that first episode is that for some weird reason people don't give him any slack. They write him off because he's nuts, and not because he's done something wrong. Whereas I think there are people that do wrong things and people don't bat an eye. Uh, yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Or, or are are very quick to forgive. Yeah, you know, you look at the um, uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna thing. Like Chris Brown's fans famously, um, you know, to this day, yeah, well, like yelled <laughs> at her. Yeah, like missed, like started hating Rihanna 
because she dared to get beat up by Chris <laughs> Brown. Yeah. Like, that wasn't her fault. <laughs> Ugh, um, so I, I know what you mean, for sure. Like, there's yeah. definitely people that are willing to um, uh, let people get away with things. Yeah. And you're correct. It doesn't seem to exactly be the case for Tom Cruise. But no. it, once again, it worries me. Is there a reason? You know, like not none that I can find. There's no evidence of something I can sure. find. But like, well, is, he's a Hollywood millionaire. Like, so it's e- it's easy for them to just cover that up. Well, and I think <laughs> I think the other thing is though is that like there is evidence that Scientology is bad and actively damages sure. people. But him being a member of that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad person. Yeah, you know, like he is a public face of it. But I don't even know if he wants to be. You know, is that more just like is this the is church? the most famous person that is a Scientologist? Yeah, and he kind of like I think again the general public kind of just gave him that moniker. Yeah, totally. Right, totally. <laughs> um, like I know there was a famous video um that he and the Church of Scientology tried to get erased from the internet, which obviously can never happen. Like, not a thing. <laughs> as soon as we people find out, it's they're trying to get rid of yeah. it. It's gonna be archived a million times. Yeah. Um, but with Tom giving a speech at some Scientology conference thing and then like saluting this giant statue of L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of, yeah. of Scientology. Um, and he looks crazy. <laughs> um, and so there's stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, clearly he's embracing some sort of role in the church. But, but again, does he want to be the public face? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, like, so... I don't know. Is he a bad person because he's a part of a wackadoo religion? Maybe. Yeah. But, but like But is he hurt? Is he actively Like until know? I see evidence of something, I'm not gonna stop watching his movies. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, like Yeah, but if he's not if he's not spreading hate, if he's not like actively making hate speeches, yeah. Or, you know, on Twitter actively putting down an entire segment of people. I you know Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so great segue. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of actively putting down an entire segment of people, um, uh, how do you want to talk about Mel Gibson? Uh, two-time Oscar winner Mel Gibson. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, two-time Oscar winner and friend of the Jews, Mel Gibson. <laughs> um. So, so this so this is the exact opposite of the Tom Cruise problem, where we there you know we have complete evidence of him being a terrible person, correct? Promoting hate speech, yeah, and people instantly forgiving him. Uh, yeah, look, effectively <laughs> instantly. I I think there was a a chunk of time. So just just for context, two thousand six, we have him. I believe he's pulled over on a DUI. Um. Uh, but I don't even know if it was actually a DUI. It might have just been a sort of a drunken disorderly thing. Like that he was – I know he was drunk for sure. Um, I, I, He might have even just sort of been like running around outside his house or in, in the neighborhood or whatever and yelling and being crazy. Very Mel Gibson-like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you can picture right now, you know, just <laughs> hearing those words. Um, so he, he does this uh, while he's being arrested. Uh, he starts screaming about how the Jews run Hollywood. Uh, and there's some sort of uh, cabal of Jews that 
keep him from making movies or like that they're the ones that decide which movies get made or whatever. And then he starts screaming at the cop about being Jewish or like, sorry, is the cop Jewish? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Accusing him. Um, and then in 2010, he has, there's a, there's a phone call where he says the N word like 40 times. Right. Uh, (laughs) you know, or maybe it wasn't even that much, but he says the N word for sure a few times. And like, very noticeably says it as this wasn't like a dipping your toe in the water thing. Like it was very clearly like, oh, he is very used to saying the N word. That just rolls off the tongue, not a problem. Yeah. We mentioned in the previous episode how Leonardo DiCaprio had a hard time saying the N word. Yeah. Opposite problem with Gibson. <laughs> Gibson was like, yo, let's go. You know? Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so the interesting thing I find with him is um, I've seen him cited as someone that was uh, effectively exiled or blacklisted sure. from Hollywood for a lot of years. Um, and the years would be, be between 2006 and, and 2016. Um, so he had like a full decade in there. Um, so what I find really interesting is 2006 Apocalypto comes out. He directed that. Uh, then he has his tirade. I actually don't know what the specific lining up of that is, but obviously Apocalypse was going to come out anyway. Yes. Like that wasn't going to get canceled or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a few years there where he effectively does nothing. There's, I think in 2008, he he directs like 10 episodes of some TV show or something. Sure. Uh, but, you know, really not involved with much at all. Um, and then he is back starring in a studio major studio produced film edge of darkness for 2010 it bombs it's you know no one gives a shit at all like yeah it, yeah, yeah it sucks um then the phone call comes out then the phone call yeah. um it, and again it might have even been the phone call before sure. that movie who knows same year um uh so Every year between 2010 and 2016, he's in at least one movie. Now, granted, none of them are studio backed other than Edge of Darkness in 2010. Sure. Um, so they're all kind of like indie or, you know, lower. Um, like direct to video kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the bigger one was there was a, um, a movie directed by Jodie Foster, who was a Mel Gibson defender basically sure. from day one. They're good friends. Um uh, called the Beaver that Mel starred in, and it, I remember it going to theaters. Okay, um, but again, you know, it had some big names behind it, but still, you know, a smaller production. Um, twenty sixteen, uh, or sorry, he gets nominated for best director in twenty seventeen for Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, um, I believe it's twenty sixteen that he is in um, Expendables three. Uh, so big, big film with lots and lots of names. Yeah, and then uh, twenty seventeen is also the year that he is in Daddy's Home Two, which you know, <laughs> the terrible, bigger, the biggest of those accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think that's the sign that he's really coming back to the mainstream sure. beyond even like the, the best director nomination, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you know, people don't really care about the director in a lot of cases. Um, but he's in a family friendly comedy. You know, he's with with Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, and John Lithgow. Yeah. I think that, you know, like those are big enough names. If they're accepting him into the fold, like clearly people have moved on. Yeah. Um, so he's got – there's a whole bunch here to kind of sort of unpack. But I think what's what's really interesting is is that he was noticeably a bad person, like you mentioned. Yeah. And people that like 
seemed to be jumping up to defend him uh, and happy to just cast him in movies or let him direct or... No, he's never gone on record and apologized um, for any of it, right? I believe there was some, like, sort of half-hearted stuff. Like, I think there's been some, like, that's not the person who I, who I was before, uh, like, that I've, I've changed. Uh, I said some things that were inappropriate. You know, it was it was very Hollywood apology. Um, yeah. And I think in some ways how he's reacted to a lot of this has become kind of the template um, in the Me Too era of um, of men facing any sort of consequences than just trotting out the tired old Mel Gibson apology. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, he apologized and then moved to a different segment of people. Uh, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, he like... was anti-Semitic and then he just decided to uh, throw a bunch of uh, slurs around. Yeah. Um, so um, Maybe that's a bad joke. <laughs> but uh, without, I mean, the apology is half-hearted and you already knew it was coming kind of a thing, right? Uh, and I just don't, uh... Mel Gibson's a tough one because, you know, you said it earlier, like the director, people don't care about the director as much. Yep. And he had kind of made that switch for a while now. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So maybe out of sight, out of mind, if if Mel Gibson's not around to begin with and people don't see him, so maybe that... That phone call or that DUI thing isn't as widespread. The the celebrity sticking up for him is a different story. And there's been a lot. There's yeah. been a lot of it, right? But those guys are gonna, of course, they're gonna, of course, they're gonna back each other up. Yep. Uh, and we're gonna get to that a little bit later, I'm assuming. Yeah. But uh, but in the public eye, I don't know that it, it it's a big deal because he's just not as a prominent as a figure. Well, and and from a uh, the point of view of someone having done their time, sort of. What we have effectively here is two events, two two bad events yes. for sure. Um, but as much as he's spewing hate, at the same time, again, are people getting hurt? You know, he's not actively punching anyone. He's effectively stopped spewing that hate. You know, he's not yeah. doubling down on this or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at what point do we let him come back? I don't know. Um, and and that's where I have a bit of an issue with it because even a half-hearted apology is technically still an apology. So, like, at what point has he done his time, you know? like Yeah, I guess in the, in the court of public opinion, it, to me, it's, it's, it's a matter of do I still think he thinks those things? And yeah. to me, it's I do. Yeah, I, he hasn't really shown me otherwise. I, I don't think he's changed, you know? <laughs> right, the difference between, like, again, Tom Cruise, is, he's part of a kooky religion. Uh, he's, not, he's not actively forcing me. To join said religion. Yep. Uh, and nor does it, do I think that he hates people. But the idea of Mel Gibson knowing that he has said those things, knowing that there's been very little attempt to uh, maybe change his viewpoints. Sure. It means to me that he still feels the same way. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's enough of a reason to, at the very least, reconsider. Yeah. You know, watching. So let's, let me just. Put you on trial a bit here. Did you watch Hacksaw Ridge? I have not. I did personally. I love uh, Andrew Garfield, and I, I still haven't because I I I figured, I like I I struggled with the idea of it. Yeah, and I and I think like I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it, I, and I think partially I was uh, underinformed or uninformed. Sure. Um, at the time, and sort of have realized since. I think a lot of Ricky Gervais's roasting of him actually at various award shows, <laughs> um, has helped 
with that me realizing hey he was you know did a lot of bad things yeah um uh, but he is someone that you know again we're talking about fairly isolated events i think if i saw him come forward and truly give an apology i you know like i i think is genuine i'd i'd consider yeah. supporting him and again you yeah. know and, and he's done i don't want to say he's done a good job but he's done a good job of staying out of the limelight absolutely yep and kind of being out out of everybody's peripheral vision so i wonder you know if that was obviously is probably part of the plan to just kind of be like lay low wait a couple years let yeah. it blow over yeah then you can start going to win academy awards again it's the louis ck thing you know he just disappears for a couple years and then comes back and yeah but everybody still remembers things. for some reason with him uh yeah, but like <laughs> he still does comedy shows and stuff like yeah. that. But I haven't seen any specials from him yet. But like, you know, oh, comedy guys are that's a different, that's another whole that's other a can, bag of, can of worms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you're good if we move on. Yeah, yeah. So I think the big another big one for me is Roman Polanski, and in particular the Polanski petition. I think that uh, I think it's pretty cut and dry that Polanski's guilty. Or sorry. He literally admitted guilt. Yeah. Um, so for context, for anyone that doesn't know, um, he pled guilty uh, to statutory rape of a 13-year-old girl in 1978. Um, at the time, basically took off uh, and has, hasn't been in the United States since. Um, he was arrested in 2009 in Zurich uh, and served some time there uh, in, in prison. For this, uh, for this trial, for or for this conviction, after being gone, mm-hmm. like ran away for thirty years, um, at the time, Harvey Weinstein, which you know maybe that's just a red flag right there, organized a petition to basically say that he shouldn't be um, uh, jailed uh, because uh, he was going there to accept an award. So basically, jail shouldn't get in the way of his art, and <laughs> um, and there's been famously uh, petitions. I, I believe like France was like a country basically put together a petition petition saying that putting him in jail and forcing him to um, uh, stand punishment for his crimes uh, would deprive robs the world of his art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this the Polanski petition was uh, signed. By like created by Harvey Weinstein, but signed by such notable figures. And oh, I think that this is, list this is like 150 long. Yeah, but this, is, this one hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, a quick selection: Wes Anderson, Darren Aronofsky, Monica Bellucci, Adrian Brody, Penelope Cruz, Alfonso Cuarón, Guillermo del Toro, Alexander Desplat, uh, Harrison Ford, Terry Gilliam, Alejandro Iñárritu. Uh, Jeremy Irons, David Lynch, Michael Mann, Sam Mendes, Alexander Payne, Natalie Portman, Martin Scorsese, Tilda Swinton, Steven Soderbergh, Emma Thompson, Asia Argentino, Argento. Sorry. Yeah. Um, now, notably, Asia Argento and Natalie Portman both apologized and regret signing that petition. Um, they kind of pulled out of it effect- effectively in 2018, right yeah. around the Times Up and Me Too uh, um, movements and the uh, Weinstein. Um, thing, yeah, <laughs> and Meryl Streep too. She pulled out, even though she's uh, no, sorry, Meryl Streep never signed. Oh, uh, okay, but she uh, uh, has vocally supported 
Polanski. Yeah. I thought I thought she had signed it and then asked to be removed from it. Emma Thompson. Emma did Thompson. That. Uh, Sorry, and but, Emma yes. Thompson was one of the ones that it was very quick. Uh, so she signed, and then like within a year or two, I believe she actually talked to a, a female blogger, and and that person had sort of questioned yeah, her yeah, about yeah. it. I think it was a and, college student or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then so she she effective or she officially removed her her resignation or sorry yeah. her signature. You removed her signature. Um, so. I think the issue I have with this is Polanski aside, um, knowing that he is guilty uh, and then dodge punishment, uh, how do I feel about the fact that creatives that I I know and love uh, are actively want him to avoid punishment for for raping a 13-year-old girl? Yeah. I also think it's probably worth knowing that he pled guilty to the one act because he wanted to escape the five other, correct? The yeah, five other charges. He was charged for six. Yeah, and then uh, initially filed a not guilty plea, and um, uh, and, and then, then pled guilty a- on one, so to avoid the five potentially worse charges, much worse. Um, so like my favorite director is Guillermo del Toro, and hearing that he's on this breaks my heart. Um. Like I, I again, is this enough for me to not watch Del Toro's stuff? I don't think so. But it is really disheartening to hear that he's willing to stand up for a rapist. Uh, I mean, Scorsese's on that list. Wes Anderson's on that list. Del Toro's on that list. Uh, and it's a director-heavy list. Yep, it is. Right, which is. I which I kind of understand in the sense. Well, and he's a director. He's a director, yeah. and he's one of the most influential directors. So I get it. But yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I really wish. I didn't know the people on that list. It was it was weird. Like I almost wish I was kind of oblivious to it. Totally. Um, and I I honestly don't know how I feel about it now that I'm I'm seeing I'm like hearing the names. Yeah. Uh, especially because you know we did a little bit of we did a bit of reading into the Polanski stuff and it, sure and it's it's far worse than it, it most people make it sound. Absolutely. Because you know we talk about him pleading guilty to just so it's just not just rape of a minor. Is drugs involved and it was. A whole bunch of other stuff involved. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's far worse. You give her alcohol and quaaludes. <laughs> just, it's far, far worse than uh, than just uh, like underage sex. Yeah. Uh, and so for those guys to just put their name on a list. And, and I want to chalk it up to, I like if you take out that Natalie Portman stuff and the, the Asia Argento stuff. Or even uh, Emma Thompson. Sure. Being uninformed and then going out of her way to have a discussion with somebody. Yep. getting informed uh, and learning about it. Are these guys just... Is that just a... a, a, a the guys that are left on that list are it's male-dominated now. Uh, absolutely it is, right? Yep. So now is it just it's a matter of being ignorant? Can I chalk it up to, hey, Scorsese's, you know, and uh, just an, an 85, 90-year-old guy who just doesn't know any better? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that... I, if anything, I can sort of chalk it up to the culture of Hollywood being a bit of a boys' club. Like again, this happened in two thousand nine. Yeah. Um. Maybe they thought Weinstein's behavior was normal. Yeah. You know, like it could just be something that's like they'd lived and worked in that industry for so long that they figured those things were normal. Um. But like, or is that effectively what you're saying? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> no, like I just, I, I just wonder. Like, yeah, if you're, if you. Especially those guys. It doesn't really explain all the new guys. It doesn't explain Anderson. 
It doesn't explain Del Toro, really. No, it doesn't. Right? The Boys Club stuff? Like, it really well, doesn't. and Alexandre Desplat is a composer. Yeah. And I'm like, what What stake do you have in this man? Like, Harrison <laughs> Ford's on this list. Yeah. You know, why? Um, it, you know, and, and people actively still go and make movies with Polanski. Yeah. You know, like, they have to leave the States, where most of them are, are located, yeah. um, in order to go and film knowing full well that the reason they have to do that is not because the the film setting is Paris or the <laughs> no, uh, it's or, still set in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just that uh that he can't be in New York uh yeah. without being taken into jail. Um I never actually looked into what happened after he got arrested in Switzerland. Um but either way, I guess that doesn't matter. Like no, the, the point of this really, isn't yeah. Polanski. The point of this is the fact that there are people that you like Standing up for him. That that actively stand up for him. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if there's an answer here. No. And yeah. I and I wish I wish there was I wish there was interviews. I wish that, you know, we could probably look that up and yeah. and see if, you know, hey, Wes Anderson, what's what's the personal stake here? Mm-hmm. Totally. And it can't just you don't fuck around and just tell me it's art. Yeah. Because there's a bazillion other directors out there that you could put your put your support behind. Well, why why Polanski? Is it the fact that Weinstein is walking around with this petition saying "sign this or I won't fund your next movie"? Like, I, I don't know if that's what he said, but like again, yeah. at the time, he's Hollywood's most powerful producer. Like, I, I don't think he can coax that out of Martin Scorsese. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I, I think Marty's powerful enough um, and and sought after enough in the industry that yeah. like. Not having Harvey on his side isn't going to tank his career. No, but, um, but that's where but you're. Maybe that's where Wes Anderson. Yeah, but that's where your boys club did comes through. Marty would totally. be absolutely be of age of that of that crowd. A lot of that, a lot of those other guys uh, don't make any sense to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and like you, you look at like Del Toro is again again another person that like he seems to stand up for uh, social causes. You know, like. Uh, Oronofsky, he's made movies about, you know, social issues. Why are you behind this? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Requiem for a Dream is harrowing. <laughs> um, and there's, like, literally, an end of that movie is two women being sexually assaulted for drugs. Yeah. And uh, and it's not played in a happy way. So why <laughs> is he okay with this guy sexually assaulting someone? Yeah. And not, and not being punished for it, you know? Yeah. Like, and the, and it's weird because there's not a lot of if ands or buts here. It's a pretty clear cut case. Oh yeah, I think the only dispute is in his own book. Right? Uh, correct. And he doesn't really dispute it hard. No, he no. just rewords it to his favor. Well, and it's not even really in his favor. <laughs> I think it's he says something like she uh, she didn't not consent. <laughs> And yeah, like, she wasn't not willing, unwilling. She yeah, wasn't. Yeah, she, she wasn't unwilling. She wasn't. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, okay, so she wasn't willing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. If she was willing, you'd probably say it that way. <laughs> but she wasn't unwilling. Yeah. Like, is there a gray area there for you, buddy? Like, yeah. is that? And 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 is it is it a thing where these guys think that twenty years in exile in Europe is the punishment? Yeah, living it up in Paris yeah, and London, yeah. and just make making movies still, still making movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 and like Oscar nominated films, made the pianist. Yeah, like he's still getting best director nomination. Yeah, the guy like he so doesn't... he hasn't served anything. So basically, there's no punishment. No punishment. Uh, so I don't, I don't get it. 
Yeah. And I don't know that I ever will. And I think it's going to be tough. You know, I don't know. Will it affect my watchings of Goodfellas or Pacific Rim? I don't know. I don't think so. I I can give you a hard no on that. And and partially it's just because I can't imagine giving up Del Toro stuff. Um, yeah. But I also think there... Del Toro didn't do... Didn't rape a kid. Yeah. But it's, you know? But support of a rapist. Yeah. Like, and you say that stuff out loud and it just kind of hits home a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Right? So I, I, will, I will probably struggle with it. I don't know how much it ends up affecting me in the end. Totally. Yep. In the end, but I, it's it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and it, like I, and I think that's that's part of the purpose of this conversation is that there isn't a right answer. There, yeah. We, we can't walk away and go, oh, like you know, this is the only way of looking at this. Yeah. Like it's it, there is shades of gray here. Yeah. Um, in a way that there isn't shades of gray when it comes to having sex with a thirteen-year-old girl. <laughs> um, you know, we have the 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 benefit of actually having, you know, like. There is wiggle room. There is uh, opportunities for us to go, well, I think because of this and this and this, you know, like, um, again, knowing that Polanski is not being financially benefited from this, you know, like if I go and see Pacific Rim, it doesn't benefit Polanski. It just benefits a Polanski defender. Yeah. Which, you know, it's whatever you're comfortable with. It's not good. I think maybe as long as you're informed and you're willing to have the conversation, I think that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody, if somebody is offended to be able to have that conversation and not talk down to them or turn their opinion aside and to be able to listen to their end of it and why they would boycott said people. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like, we could talk about this all day there. The list of, yeah. of problematic people in Hollywood is long. Um, yeah. but I, I think at, at least for now, we've probably beaten to death. Um, that's probably not a great use of words. <laughs> not a bad point. Um, but we've definitely like, I, I think, I think we've done what we can to sort of dig into the issue. Do you have, um, notes you still wanted to discuss anything no and like i like i said if if anybody could take it away from this conversation is just to keep having those conversations yeah right like just don't be oblivious to it and don't i guess you know if somebody walks in a room and has an issue with it just don't turn them away or just, just yeah. listen listen and keep having the conversation and, and that's all you can really do totally yeah. totally um i think there's still a lot to talk about uh, and I think that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we come back to this topic or, or, or this topic adjacent in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I, I'd, I'd be potentially curious to see what people think about um, Ridley Scott's decision in All the Money in the World to recast Kevin Spacey and then just shoot everything that had his character in it. Yeah. Again, knowing that, you know, he was a bad person. Uh, or Zack Snyder's decision for Army of the Dead to, um, in post-production digitally put in Tignataro instead of uh Krista Elia. Um because I think that's cool. But I don't know if that's a standard we can necessarily hold people to either, you know? Yeah. Um so I either way, I I think my point is is there's there's still lots to talk about here. We may end up touching on this again in the future. Well, it's not going away. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Um so like I guess I don't know, maybe next month we talk about actual cannibal army hammer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh um yeah, yeah. We see where that goes. 
Um, but yeah, let us know if we, uh, if you think we totally missed the mark on any of this, or if we're uh, soulless, terrible human beings. Uh, <laughs> I'd be happy to hear your thoughts. Uh, tell us in the comments. Um, send us a tweet, email. I don't know, like uh, <laughs> whatever the kids are doing. Yeah, hit me up for <laughs> sure. Uh, and uh, uh, please be gentle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let us know how tone deaf we are. Yeah. Oh, that too. That too. Uh, tell me more. Tell us. Tell me about how you probably don't need the opinion of two men. Uh, on, I'm not on white. Fact. You, you are not. I didn't say two white men. I was very specific. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hopefully the uh, the jokes haven't made this uh, uh, important topic. Uh, haven't watered down too much. Or yeah. Anything. But uh, yeah, and we'll uh, check in again next week. Hopefully with something a little more, a little more fun, a little more light. Let's a little put light. it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs>